Cool. We were just on a call with the American space holders for some, the first labs together with Lee Kumar and um, Jennifer Dominguez and Patricio, Patricio Diaz. And uh, we were online with all three of them and we were telling Michelle, we were telling them that, hey, why not do five labs in a row? Not just one in, in Florida, but one also in Boulder and then one in Mexico and then one in Costa Rica and then one in Brazil. And, but Michelle, if that's possible, can you get in touch with them? <clears throat> yeah, I just spent some time with Jennifer and yes. Cool, yeah. It'll be like, you know, you throw those stones that go skip, skip, skip like that. And I think it would be just fantastic because there's really a lot of possibility there, so. Yeah, I find that the momentum of doing them back to back is so powerful. Yeah. I went on boot camp last year. I don't know if you remember, but it was, I was in Germany, did a lab in May with you, then back in October, bam, <laughs> at two and two at a time, right? It was, wow. <laughs> I almost exploded. <laughs> cool. Great. Well, according, according to the calendar, we get to start over. So, I'd like to hear from a few of you about your start over thing. What, how are things going right now? How did you make it through the last days of last year and what's happening for you now? Can anybody can tell us a story or share some stuff? Habet. Yes, I shared with you last time that I was at my mom's place and it was a very uncomfortable situation. And I had a do-over with her. So I went there again two days ago and came back today. And yeah, it was it was great because we yeah, we could speak openly about our fears and needs. And I was also very glad that I had some time in between, like in German, we say we are in between the years, right? From the 21st to the 6th of January. And yeah, and so I had this time in between when I was back in Berlin and I spent Christmas with another family, a very funny patchwork family where they hardly recognize that I don't belong there because I don't know, it was a very diverse family. <laughs> And yeah, and I spent time with them before I went to my mom's place. And yeah, it was great. It was full of love and very- Abit, Can I ask you a question? Yeah, please. <clears throat> the beginning of chapter five in the Radiant Joy Brilliant Love book is some amazing things about having a body. But when I was reading it, I saw some amazing, some amazing things about having a baby. Can you say anything about that? Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, it's, it's, 
yeah, the same thing what's happening on a physical level is also happening on an energetical level somehow, that there's a being in my body that is totally different from my being, like a different type of being, let's say, um, seeing the world differently, sensing the world differently, and it can cause confusion in me sometimes because I don't know what's happening right now until I really let go. And Yorgos explained it in a very beautiful way just uh, one hour ago in another call. He was describing like holding a baby is you hold the baby in the air. Yeah. And they, and most babies, they don't like it if you sit down and they have, they feel the gravity, right? They want to be carried around. So they have to trust you 100% to that, that, that you will hold them. And, and that's the same kind of thing with, with having a baby in my body is like, as soon as I'm doubtful and kind of, uh, yeah, not giving that space, the baby feels it immediately. It feels uncomfortable as well. And once I'm trusting it that my belly will hold the baby and, and that my being is big enough to hold space for the baby's being by letting it be just like it is, then there's alignment between us and communication. And I, I feel very uh, transparent somehow. I, I, I don't have resistance to whatever feelings come up. So yeah, having a baby is... Like being around that baby, being what surrounds that baby, or being the hands that hold it in the air. That's how I feel it. Thank you. Thank you for asking. Mm -hmm. There are five or six other people who could need to say something. Could you go ahead? Kalista. Last week, it was suggested that I make a declaration to three people. And I spoke three times, but to five people. And I declared that I am going, I am facing my fears in regarding to communication and connecting with people. And it has been very helpful. So thank you. Thank you. Thanks for doing the experiment. Who's next? Tatiana. I traveled into Gaia and I got an answer to my question and the answer is the question, am I? So I'm doing this experiment to be the question and yes, here I am. Is it an open question or are you specific about your question? Is it a rotating question? What is the question now? 
It's more like I am, I am any question and I'm asking all the questions that come up somehow for me. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if I was doing that, I would worry about what the answer might be. You know, questions, creating a vacuum calls for things. And if you get call for the answers, what are you prepared to do about it? What are you prepared to do about it? I don't need an answer to that. I'm just saying. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. You know, it's like, how many of you right now already have a list of what you would do, a clear list of what you would do if you had, if the universe gave you $100 million or 100 million euros? How many people have that list? One, two, three, KG, four, five, six, seven. Jonathan, you too? Yeah, cool. Eight. Wow. Thank you. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. And any of you who don't have that list, probably the universe won't give it to you because what would you do with it? You know, so if you have a list, it's just Boy Scouts in the Boy Scout handbook, it says, Thinking fast in an emergency depends on figuring things out in advance. So, hey, you know, when you figure it out, what you'll do with a hundred million, then you got it. Thank you. Who's next? I go next because I'm getting very, very nervous here. <clears throat> I want to share with you that. Uh, a few days ago, I, 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 I had a meeting with my wonderful new friend, a total matriarchal woman. And we, we had a very beautiful, intense conversation about sexuality and the capacity of ecstasy and or not, I mean, it's, it's not about capacity, but just being in ecstasy and, and, and at one point, at one point she looked at me and she said, Amber, are you conscious that the, the level of ecstasy you can have can never be reached by a man. And, and it just makes me freak out. I mean, it just makes, I'm, I'm just going liquid and go back again and go solid and liquid. And it's just, I mean, when I share in the, this with you. I mean, I'm getting hot, I get flushes and I just, I just don't know if, if this is really a possibility that women, that we women have a different capacity for creation and 
and ecstasy than men and it it it's freaking out my box it's totally mixing me up and i i have i have no answer for this but i I don't know, I, I just share this here. Thank you for sharing it. If, you, if you've been to expand the box training or have read some of the other material, it start over dot xyz sooner or later you have to start recognizing stories and so stories are made with is glue and that is is like uh the word is or is mr was were has have had so you just told us a story somebody told you a story and you just repeated the story to us. And then, do, can you say the story again? I, I, <clears throat> I. It's simple. It's a one short sentence, has the word, a conjugation of the word is in it. Uh, women, women have a wider ecstasy. We, women are, are, women have access to more ecstasy or, or naturally more ecstasy. So the word are is in there or have, you get that? So this thing is a story, it's like an equation. So anyone can make up any story about anything Stories are, you can get a dozen stories for 10 cents. I mean, there are stories about everything all over the place. So the thing is, is it a useful story? You know, that would be my question. How useful is this story? What's the purpose of the story? What do I, what does it create, this story? Because stories are, you know, there's two things in life. It's really two things in life, bullshit and nothing. So the category of bullshit includes stories. So stories are just made up out of this, out of this nothing. So we are bullshit artists. Human beings are bullshit artists. To what extent do you make your stories useful? Are you carrying around useful stories? That's a question you can ask yourself. I mean, so me, when I, when I hear stories like that, I, I go, is it interesting to me or not? Yes or no, if it's interesting, then I, I go do experiments. You know, a story like that is a doorway to experiments. So you can do all kinds of experiments with that story and check out, well, how useful is it? Is it um, like that? And so what I'm just bringing that into this conversation because in a way, the way you told the story, it's almost as if you're a victim of the story. It's almost like this story is victimizing you in some way. And on this team, you know, we do not let stories victimize us. 
we, we are a team hanging together to help each other not be victims of stories. We are story makers. Are the story useful? Do the experiments. But Amber, I just would hate to see you be a victim of this story. So I got that there was some emotional reaction to the story and it might be useful to find out what it is. But to be confused and victimized by a story, it's like, hey, come on. Let's do some experiments. Do you see what I'm saying? Um, I see what you say, Clinton. And uh, I, I, I did have this emotional reaction and I, I don't feel as a victim. It's rather the contrary, the case. It's just, um, I, I, up, up to a few days ago, I somehow I, I, I wanted that everybody is equal and maybe this is not the truth. So maybe there is differences and maybe there is, well, it's, it's, it, it is about exploration. It's, I mean, you ask for a restart, start over, this is a start over for me. Looking at these things and, and research, I don't feel as a victim at all. It's just freaking out my box. <laughs> Yeah. Thank you. All right, glad. I just wanted to check. Thank you. Cool. Thank you. Somebody else. Leslie. And, and just, Kay, I know you have your finger over your mouth like a zipper. It's like a, you're holding a zipper. <laughs> so, we saw that, so the video is wonderful. So we'll hear from you next, okay? Right, good. Leslie. Um, I guess the, there's been a lot happening and that's, that's almost like a throwaway statement, but it's, it's also very true. Just a lot of movement and feeling and uh, interaction with a lot of people on this screen and just beautiful things happening. And I'm just, again, really glad to be part of this community. And the thing that's on top for me is the lab that's happening in Florida and the, the feeling I have of anger about it happening that it's gonna happen because I, I belong there and I'm not gonna go because of the travel restrictions and the, the, the advice of the government and, and uh, what I've seen in my community of the spread and in the news. And so I, I'm doing work on that feeling of it shouldn't even be happening. Um, I, that's, that's my story that I'm 
living right now. And I'm also seeing that whether it should or shouldn't be, it, it is going to happen and I won't be there. And just feeling the sadness and anger around that. And someone suggested there's also fear. And I don't feel that I don't, I'm not aware of the fear, but I'm starting fear club tomorrow. So maybe I'll find the fear in that um, set of feelings. Leslie, you know, when you say stuff like that, it, it, it makes me, it inspires me to ask you if this is the story of your life, it's going to happen and I'm not going to be there. Huh. I mean, if I were you, you know, I would get myself one of these World War II gas masks, you know, carbon filter hanging off the bottom, <clears throat> full face gas, gas mask, and I'd put it on with big rubber gloves and a rubber rain suit, and I'd buy a fucking bus ticket, you know, from wherever you live to Florida. And I would go the whole time, I'd never take this thing off, you know, and I'd get there. And then I'd have it and I'd throw it away. And then when I, on my way home, I'd have an extra one in my bag. So I, you have to get two gas masks and four rubber gloves and, and four rain suits. And then, so you get there and back and, and uh, do it. You know, that's just me though. You know, so, but, so again, you know, I'm, you've, you're trying to, it sounds like you're trying to justify to yourself that your story, I am not going to go there you're going to make up this story now and it's good. you're going to shape your life around that story and then you're going to try to heal yourself from all your rage and your sadness about not living your life the way you want to but what you're doing what you want to do and I, i'm this is you know this is 2021 you know this, this is this is too late for that this is like this is time to blow the gaskets. I don't know if you ever know about gaskets are, but it's like you build up enough pressure that it blows out sideways somewhere, and you just finally go do it. So I'm just yeah, I'm I'm totally not afraid for myself. I have had the thing now. I have antibodies now. I don't. It's it's the bigger the bigger concern. And, and I don't, I don't actually, I want to, I don't want to like take this, the time of the group around this. I'm working on it more with Patricio thinking about it. And um, I don't think it's about, I really, uh, the gas mask thing. And, you know, I need my own protection. I believe it's, maybe it's still rescuer because I want to keep the, all the other people from, being at risk at that level or something like that. But, but uh, yeah, um, I don't know why. I felt like I wanted to say that. I would vote for you to go to the lab. I'm, I'm sure you would, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure you would. Michelle, you're gonna say something? I second that motion. Okay. I vote you go to the lab. <laughs> anyway, we got, you have some support. If you want to break the rules, thank you. Hey, hey, Leslie, do you actually have blue hair, or is it just my screen fucking up? Oh, you have a hat on. Oh, okay. All right. Well, in here. <laughs> I got. I thought you got blue. 
Thank you. Kay, you're on. Yeah, uh, with regard to what Amba said, I've been doing a lot of research about that for four years and um, sorry about the um. um <laughs> I, my, I have two things to say, another completely different subject, but uh, I, I believe that that's true and that it's the subtlety of what we feel that usually can't be felt by men, that is only accessible through our eros, if you will. So if anyone's curious, they can ask me more. And uh, the main thing I wanted to say is that you were talking about victim and I watched this, this show about in the US, children that are born from a sexual assault, the, the rapist has uh, the right to uh, visitation and, and parental rights and for whatever, uh, you know, the age of reason, 14 years, that if that person claims their parental rights, that the woman has to deliver that child over to their assaultant for visitation. And, it, and it's increasing in, into uh, overnight unsupervised visits over time. And so I wrote an article about this and I was very angry and very victimy and at the end, I thought, why don't I say what, what could be if women were in charge? And what if there was some alternative court process like restorative justice where the rapist had to tell his version of the story instead of the victim telling her version dozens of times? He tells his version of the story. He tells how he's going to educate his son about misogyny and sexuality and blah, 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 in front of 12 mothers. And if that flies, then he can have visitation. And I, it just felt so empowering to envision what I wanted and what could be out of this you know, pretty horrible situation. Yeah, well. Thank you. I mean, the rule of law of Western civilization is exterminating life on earth at the fastest possible rate. Anyone, in my opinion, who follows that rule of law or gives it any credibility at all is criminally insane. And anybody who enforces that law has already forfeited their life. So to hear, uh, to hear some people giving that rule of law credibility is so far from my reality, so far outside of 
it's criminal insanity to give that rule of law any credibility at all. So, I mean, but you're speaking to a guy who gave up his American passport so that I wasn't subject to that set of laws. So, in fact, I live in a nanonation, a nomadic nanonation, and we have our own set of laws. And they, we have our own constitution and our own flag and our, our own. And so I just don't submit myself to that rule of law for the reasons that you're cynical about. That brings a lot of questions, which are probably not right for this space, but makes me curious how you travel and where you'd be. It's all working. Could you give a work talk on that, Clinton? <laughs> I have. Uh, yeah, but I'll get some references. I mean, it's there's all websites all about it and all that stuff. So, but um, yeah, there's Nanonation's website and we're working on the authority website, which is going to be fantastic. You just have to take your authority back for deciding which game world you play in. And the game world website is fantastic, gameworldbuilder.org. So these, these are all distinctions that are powerful and effective in creating the kind of life that you may want. Speaking that you have to give your authority away or submit yourself to somebody else's game world laws or game world laws. So you really don't have to. And it's all, it works. It's a wide world. Yeah. But I'm happy to talk more about that. But uh, if there's somebody else who had a burning share right now, whatever that is. I want to share something. Just based on this, this particular thing. Um, New Year's came and December 31st, right before sunset, fireworks started going off. And it was all around my neighborhood. And it was, it was really intense. And my one little dog was freaking out and he was shaking. And, and, and every two hours, I had been up since four o'clock in the morning and I was just so excited about possibilities and and I, I got into this creative mode and it was so beautiful and then I was so tired and I kept being woken up by these these fireworks that that were all around and then and then at midnight the, the main fireworks go off and then at two there's more fireworks and then New Year's Day there's gunfire all around me this neighbor's shooting off his gun and this neighbor and I thought I hadn't slept. I was so fatigued from not having slept. And I thought, how is it that I live in a country where this, this chaos, and if my animal is scared, what's it doing to the rest of the animals, to our earth? And, and I thought, and, and then what does it like, what is, what goes into mining and creating all that stuff to create those explosions? And I thought, I don't want to live like this. I don't want to live. And so this is going on my hundred million dollar lift, like, like figuring this out that, and, and right up the street is a gun shop, is a gun shop next to a church and a school. <laughs> so what is the answer to your question? What are you doing living in, in that place? 
I, I came here because it was more peaceful than where I lived in Miami. And, and because of the oak trees and the cranes that, that greet me in my front yard, the sandhill cranes that are in my front yard in the mornings. And, and yeah, and, and there's development and progress happening and Amazon just built a warehouse and there's land being cleared. And then I see the animals land in the land that's been cleared and they're like, where's our home? So it's just um, what you just said about the rule of law and, um, and what it supports. Yeah. It makes me sad and angry. One of the most important consequences, I think, of diving into our feelings, for example, what you just are talking about, the rage and the fear and the sadness, is, is when we get to the point where, where we start radically relying on them, not just as some illness or something to be wait till they go, go away, but the actual guiding forces in our lives to where we, where we use that energy for making decisions and taking actions and just moving rather than having this distance, trying to distance ourselves from these huge available resources inside of us. And so there's this possible to come with some skill building is to, is to radically rely on the intelligence and energy of your, of your emotional body in addition to the other resources that you have. But, but that, but then, so I've been experimenting with that since really the early 1990s. I started lowering my numbness bar, and and I started discovering this clarity. This I could inner navigate. I could I could distinguish between emotional anger and and real anger. And I remember the first time that ever happened to me it was even it was it took me a couple of years to have my first feeling to differentiate it from an emotion. And it was just huge. And so this thing, this inner resource is not an accident. It's not a design error. So it's like, if you do the experiment to start letting that mm, almost power your life, like that's what I've been doing is like, let it power my life. It's taken me, you know, I, was, I had my own computer and electronics company in Northern California. And I thought I would soon be a millionaire and retire with some mansion up there. And so this was back in 1991. And then I crashed my life. I, I crashed my life. I, I became bankrupt completely by joining a multi-level marketing company. I mean, it was like I did this thing and um, moved from California to Arizona and then to France and then to Germany. And now I'm in the Canary Islands off the coast of Africa. And I've been following, I've been using the feelings that mad, sad, glad, and scared is that simple. I've been using that as the energy and intelligence that's, you know, fly, I'm flying my life on that. So, so you're talking to, you're in a group, you're in a team, you're in a space where that is the, that's the mechanics of it. That's the engineering of 
you know, there's all kinds of, you know, you have a gun shop down the street from your house, Shannon, you can go buy more guns than those guys and put them out. And so I'm going to meet you at high noon and we're going to have a shootout at the high noon corral for who's, so you can stop shooting your guns. I'm going to take you down or don't blow off those fireworks. You know, you can do all this, you know, or you could go to the church and start praying. You know, you could give your authority to some what do they call them? You know, the child abusers, you know, give your authority to those belief system, fanatical psychopaths in their hierarchy and just, you know, pray to them. You know, there's all kinds of possibilities for where to go from here. And so, but you're, you've, you're, you're hanging out in a team where we're helping each other get the, the maps to tap into this inner resources that we have and external resources that modern culture knows nothing about and jack into a, a different kind of life and build it. We're, we're the next culture builders. We're the bridge builders. We're the edge workers. So that's, that's what this is happening. So, you know, at some point it could be that, you know, you just take a vase and, sh and throw it through that mirror on the back that's behind you in the wall, Shannon, and just, you know, say, I'm, <laughs> grabbing my toothbrush. No, forget it. I'm going to leave my toothbrush. I'm going to learn how to improvise toothbrushes and I'm leaving, you know, and really um, this will be up for us. You know, the, the ground is being pulled out from underneath us, whether we like it or not. Modern culture has already failed. It has not yet hit the ground, but it has already failed. And so the longer you stay in it, the, the harder it's going to be to uh, shift. And so, I mean, yes, agreed. And, and I had an emotional healing process this past week. And what came to me is I was given this house and I've been trying to make it fit instead of finding and discovering and exploring what, what my needs are and, 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 and finding the things that fit with who I, I'm becoming and have become instead of trying to keep these things and, and, and making and, and trying to fit myself into them because it, it's not working. Yes. Yeah. And you, we can't do this without a team. We really cannot. Exactly. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm so glad when you guys are interacting with each other and supporting each other between times and just really coming, coming into your own, the more you can come into your own in public, with articles and speaking out and sharing and trainings and workshops and come out here in public. This is, this is the frosting on the cake. I mean, that's, I never thought that our study group would get stuck at page. I don't even know what page we're on, a hundred or something. We're stuck there right now. And, and, and create revolution instead. I never, I never imagined that, but, but if I could imagine anything, that would be it. That would really be it. And every, every story I try to write is about revolution. Really, and it's like people like us is just coming together and doing, doing the thing instead of wishing it or talking about it. And, and so I know, mo I know a number of you are truly revolutionaries and I know a number of you are already, you know, moving like door, he just moved to Portugal and Michelle, I don't know where you moved to, but somewhere in Southern Mexico and, um, anyway, people are moving. People are, it's okay. So this is, um, it's possible. I guess that's what I'm saying is it's possible. And do we know how? No, 
because there isn't a method. It isn't about a method. What it is, it's it's creating, it's inventing. Like I was just talking with somebody and they go, how do you live your life? And I go, well, I stay amazed and I improvise. And, and so it's kind of like that. I think that's how nature is, or that's how Gaia is or something, is to stay amazed and improvise. And it's an becomes an art, it becomes this elegance, has this beauty to it. And the consequences of it are that the forces of nature can then move you around. If you don't, if you don't nail yourself down into a, a rigid kind of structural form, nature can move you around intelligently and put you to work. And I, like I said, I thought I'd be a millionaire selling electromechanical devices that I invented in Northern California for the rest of my life. And the life that I have had so far, there's no way could I have even imagined it to, to, you know, get me sent across to France and married to some German woman and then moved to an eco-village and then fucking have my entire being shifted around and get divorced again and then go out on the road and live in sleeping in my car for a year. I mean, it's like, pff, now I'm, you know, we have 400 websites online. We're producing books as fast as we can. There's teams all over the world learning to become trainers for possibility management. I mean, it's like, okay, all right. What kind of drugs am I on? Well, it's called mad, sad, glad, and scared. So and you don't get to choose which one comes next. That's the punchline. You just have to go with it. <laughs> okay, okay. And I, I feel so glad that you shared that like that. Go Clinton. Go Clinton. Well, it, it doesn't happen without us. Do you get what I'm saying? It's like, yes. you know, I can do a pep talk now, but I'm going to be needing a, a pep talk tomorrow. You can ask Vera. I talked to Vera. She has to give us pep talks and we're giving her pep talks. And so, and you guys are doing that. Janet, go ahead. I started an experiment yesterday and I was led to go to a store regular grocery store I don't shop at. And it was a nonlinear experiment of finding my, my no and my yes and letting my inner guide guide me to what I needed to see in the store, whatever that is. And I must have looked like a crazy woman because I was talking to myself. And uh, I, st I didn't realize there are things I don't see in the store. There are things that I miss all the time. So I was guided to the aisles. I went to the aisles and I said, okay, is it the first aisle? No, second aisle. And I went, through, it was no to all the aisles. I'm like, well, am I in the right spot? They're like, yes, you're the aisles. And I'm like, what am I missing? Well, I was so baffled. Like, you said the aisles, but what am I? And like the end caps. I'm like, oh my gosh, of course, the end caps. Okay, which end caps? Go. And then I went to the end caps. Great, found the right end cap. And then it was like, okay, which, which of the different uh, shelves is it? It was no, no, no. And then yes to the rest of the bottom ones. I'm like, okay, is it this? No, no. It was like, no, but I'm like, what am I missing? I didn't realize that there was this stand right next to, right, right in front of the end caps. I missed it. It was like, so there's all these ways of this experiment of, of doing this shows me I'm missing so many things. And to use this like internet navigation to see the things I'm not. And then of course I was guided to like, 
buy tea. <laughs> okay, great. I bought a box of tea. Um, but I started to do it in all the things in my life. Like, you know, I have a, an hour to just do nothing. And usually then I'll just go and be numb doing something numbing. But now I'm like, okay, I have a list of things I could do that would be actually helpful. Um, which one should I do? And, and checking in and finding just, I, I don't choose, I don't make really great choices all the time and having some, something inside me that says this thing, it's been, it, it was, it's, it, I just laugh. I just have so much joy. I like to try doing it, going downtown and just walking and letting it like, where do I go? Is it, you know, which street or going to a restaurant and sitting there and going or finding the choosing, letting it choose the restaurant for me and then choosing what am I going to eat and um, letting this thing unfold. And it's, it's brought me incredible amounts of joy to be guided that way. And then hopefully do it bigger one day, you know, where I show up in a city and I don't even know where I'm at and just let it take me places. Um, it's, yeah, it's delightful and fun. So that's what I wanted to share. Thank you. Do you, Janet, are you doing, you doing uh, emotional healing processes with people for them? For them? Yeah. Uh, I have a group that I meet with here in town that we we do baby processes because I you know I do the best that I know um, and we took a break for the holidays and stuff but like yeah I, every Wednesday night I meet with some people but it, with you all I I have not yeah so I would it sounds like you're ready because because that's exactly essentially what I'm doing when I'm in emotional healing processes with people and, and doing workshops and talks and trainings. And so, you know, there, there comes a time and I, and a lot of you are already at this moment where, where your life, the rest of your life, your healing and transformational processes will occur through serving other people. Like it's like you try, you, you have to go through this phase one of it, which is for, for yourself. You get up to a certain level of yourself and, and, and then you get to this point where it just tips over and it's like from then on your evolution will happen through serving other people and so it's and but using the same resources that you just described to us so clearly i do it with my clients i i see clients and i'm finding that that's been really helpful um i, I they don't see it I have fears of being judged, right? Like they don't know any of this. So for them, it's magic. <laughs> so it's, it's a lot of fun to do with people that are not knowing any of this. Yeah. So are you making enough money to quit your corporate job? I don't have, I, I only see clients. That's all I do for a living. Yeah. I don't have a job. I don't have, I haven't had a nine to five job since I was 20. So, so you retired when you were 20. For, yeah. Then I, I had babies, but then now what I make is when people pay me, individuals. Yeah. That's all I live off of. Okay, so it's possible, folks, to quit your corporate job, but you need to replace it. You know, you, you start serving other people, serving spaces, providing value, and it's, it's possible. I retired when I was 29. So, and Chloe retired when she was 23. So I don't, how many of you guys have retired like that? You, not enough, God, not enough yet. Okay. I'll tell you, people pay me for whole weekends. Like individuals will pay me for two days, 15 hours of just being with me. 
and that covers you know two weeks of my life um it's great yeah cool thank you for the example thank you i retired a couple of times and then i went back in again because i was not uh something was missing and i was not ready i missed the overlap to build something else so I'm used to do extremes and yeah. So now I'm back in again, but I'm retiring soon again. You know, here's the thing. I heard you door just a second. Um, please tell people because you know, you can do this and hide out. You can do this and, and not tell people what you're doing. You know, you can, you can have, People don't know where your bank accounts are, you know, and the fact that they're not actually in a bank, they're in these online banking systems that you, you don't support a huge bank. You can move your money into these online systems like uh, tra transfer wise, something like that, or Revolut, for example, and you can just get your money out of banks and move it. And so, I mean, there's all these things you can do um, that are all, we've, uh, there's a website called, uh, it's called Village Seeds. I think it's called Village Seeds. And we've been putting those in there as, as, as quick as we can. All the ways for you to, that you need, the technologies that already exist, the, the infrastructure, the next culture infrastructure that already exists. And if you guys, if you see something that's missing, please just send it to me. Uh, uh, for the Village Seeds website, there's just, if you know something that's working, please tell me. And then we just share and we share that, but it's like, you can keep it a secret, but then that's not the point. The point is being a bridge builder. So you have to tell people without sounding too ecstatic about it. I know women can sound really ecstatic about it, but more than men, of course, but um, that was a joke. So, but um, share the possibility of it. If you can share the possibility of not having to be a victim of the rule of law of Western civilization or the modern culture infrastructure. And, and you've gone out sideways or diagonal or like spiraled out somehow. And you, you have a team that you're doing that with and just give talks and workshops about it. You know, I used to think I would get assassinated for saying shit like that. I thought I, thought I had to keep it a secret to get out of, you know, I wrote an article one time about uh, rescinding my connection to the nation, to my nationality, something like that. And I, I wouldn't even sign my name on it. I used the science fiction character uh, from a book and I signed his name because I was too afraid. I thought I'd get assassinated, but we are so far under the radar. This stuff is so far under the radar. People don't even understand the vocabulary. They don't even get the distinctions. There's no way for them to come, you know, if they did, they would quit working in the government or the army or whatever, they would quit if they got the distinction. So this whole thing we're talking about, don't, you can tell people, you can give talks and workshops on empowering next culture, becoming a next culture bridge. You can just talk straightforward about that. And it's so valuable for people to get, to reclaim their authority, but not only that, actually in practical ways, start unfolding their beings in ways that can come alive in ways 
that they have dreamed of or longed for their whole lives and it, they haven't found a way. You know, a lot of it, people don't take action because they just don't think of how to do it. People basically get stuck at how to do it. And you just, if you can tell people, yes, this is how you do it. You go like this, you do. I've told many, you know, many, many people, not all of my friends who I tell how to do it, like me after I tell them how to do it. They don't necessarily like me after that. I mean, when there was this, I'll tell you this story, it was like, what, you know how it is like uh, people can find you on Facebook? So some, some girlfriend from like 50 years ago or something found me on Facebook and said, you know, oh, it's so nice to find you, you know, there you are, wow, you know, like everything. And then as soon as she found out that I was not a Republican, I never heard from her again. It was like, if so it's like, so, so if you tell people what you really are, you, you will lose, you know, some people, the illusion people have about you will dissolve. At the same time, you'll make new friends. So yeah, Adore, you had your hand up. You were gonna say something. Yes, I wanna share that I have, I have joy because I, you, what I heard from you about it, it, it changed my life about that, about that understanding that I can quit my job, corporate job, and you know try to get it. But I have a lot of anger also that there's not there's not enough. Like I read the the whole becoming money thing and the and starting your circle, and I have I have this also sadness because I feel it's 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 not as easy as it's, it sounds like, I wanna make it clear that it's, I don't know, maybe for me, for me, it's not easy. And there's, I feel that there's so much to, to tell people or to so much things to give from where you tell people just, okay, you can quit your corporate job and, and to the point that they're actually making money out of it and they can live from that. So like, it's, I'm not saying it's in a victim way, I'm just saying there's so much work to bring this out. Even for me, when I, I did put a lot of energy into that, it's still, I don't know, either I'm not ready or there's still so much work to do to get there. I appreciate you saying that, Dor, because this is the reality part. <clears throat> and what I, what I would hope, you know, a good experiment to try, I mean, like, like Janet was just saying, she was saying people will pay her to move in with them for a weekend or whatever to give them feedback and coaching in the small things. And so that's what I'm saying is what you're speaking about that's a lot of work. These are very small things. It's your tone of your voice. It's what thought you had when you're listening to somebody say something to you. What thought are you having right now? Okay, why are you having that thought? What's the purpose behind that story you're telling yourself? What voice is in your head right now? Why are you listening to that voice? Why aren't you shooting it? What are you trying to create right now? What's your purpose? How conscious is your purpose? Where is your attention? What is your intention behind your attention? So it's like, I could go on for a long time with that list, but there's so many details about how we're creating the reality, the, 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 the practical, physical, 
world that we live in, how are we creating it that way? You know, and it's, and we don't know it until, until like for me, I'm, I'm a slow learner. I have had to learn things the slow, hard way, which is basically, I mean, I still, I didn't cut off any of my fingers or toes or anything. You know, I, I learned enough to not, but I do have scars. I have plenty of scars. And, and so um, the thing is, is like, how do we get the feedback? How do we get the distinctions? How do we get, and that's where this teamwork really helps. It's like when, when people can say, no, this, okay. It's like, if you do that, this is gonna happen. But if you do this, that will happen. And the thing that they're saying is very subtle, very subtle. It's very fine, fine stuff. And the fine stuff, it's almost like the finer it is, the more power it has in terms of creating your, you know, what's possible for you and then what's possible for other people. And so, like, for example, there's people on this call right now who didn't understand what I just said. It just goes, because there's no place really for it to land. That doesn't mean what I said isn't true or useful. It's just they did not build the matrix in their energetic body or, or their being to hold the distinctions that I just said. And so that's true of me. I was, there's a, I go on calls with people and there are people who have more distinctions than I do. And when they speak and I don't get it, I, I go, God, I need to go build more matrix. Like, okay, what book should I read? Like what, what, what exercise should I be practicing? Like, like a, to, to build the matrix to, to like get a grip of it. So Dory, a lot of your matrix, for example, is really survival level. It's a lot of it's rough and it's hard. It's kind of hard and rough. And there's, I don't know, do, do you paint, do you paint pictures? Do you paint, do you do paintings or yes. artwork? Do you, and do you, do you do music? I mean, I don't know if you sing, I don't like it. Like, do you write? Can you write stuff? You... Yeah, I wrote, I have a song that I wrote and put it no, out no, there. Stuff like articles. Can, have you written Article, any? I have mostly videos. My okay. art is mainly video. Okay, try to make some articles, for example. Get some articles published. Like this thing Kay was saying, you know, Kay writing her article changed her life. Did you see that? It was a great no. story she told. She got to the end of her article and goes, what if I do this? And it, it opened up a whole new world for her. That happens to me ongoingly. I don't know, but so, so I would encourage you to write, write three articles in the next couple months, like four or five pages, four or five, six page articles that explain something clearly and get other people to read it, give you feedback coaching, rewrite it, get it together and then get it out there. Things like that. I'll yeah. do it, yes. Cool. Thank you. Yeah. Felix, will you talk to us for a minute or are you, are you writing something? I'm, I'm writing stuff and um, I, I, for the moment, I'm speechless. Okay. All right. I didn't want to interrupt your writing, but I just wanted to hear your voice. Thank you. And Mia, how's it going over there? I feel the same. I, I, I 
I'm feeling speechless as well. I'm just happy to be here and to, yeah. So thank you. Thank Great, you. everything's really good. I feel very, I'm in gratitude, deep gratitude. Thank you. I have something to share, Clinton. Go ahead. And then I'd like to hear from Mark, if you could say something. Yeah, and Mark can go first. No urgency here. And Phyllis, I want to hear from you too, if you, have, if you can say something. Um, Michelle, you're sure you, you're on, go ahead. Okay. Um, I've also been a snail pace uh, matrix builder, super slow. And I also, when this COVID and lockdown thing happened, the person that I was with was in that fear, paranoid, they're gonna kill us mode. And I stepped away from that somehow. It just didn't resonate with me anymore. And I'm gonna share about my new year. New Year's, I decided not to spend New Year's in the, with the family that's here in Puerto Morelos, Airbnb rental, party, party, party. I chose not to do that. I made the decision. It wasn't easy and it was okay and no one killed me for it. <laughs> and that was nice. And I went to a jungle party and I wanted to be anonymous. I only knew one person and there were like many, many people in the jungle, completely anonymous. And stay till 7 a.m. And in that point of time, five people came up to me to ask for healing. And Echo, I just, uh, I had fear to share this and I wanted to just say, it's taken me a long time. And there is this energetic magnet. I'll share one story. Sitting there by the fire or stand dancing actually by the fire somebody comes to me and says, what do you do? Like, hi, I'm Franco. I'm the drummer of the band. What do you do? And I said, I'm an evolutionary and I'm a healer. This is how I answered. And he said, I knew it. Can you help me? And he's coming tomorrow. And I had five of the, you know, four more of those experiences. So thank you for listening. And I had a lot of fear to share, right? I, I, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Michelle. Mm. Mark. Clinton, I'm looking for a new word. I want a word that describes the moment when two people experience namaste with each other. So besides, that's one thing. Besides Harvey Gar. Ooh, that might work. Although it's English and rough. I'm looking, uh, I was it's hoping Anne Chloe could word. help with a French term. It's a pirate word, but it's universal. It and is, but, okay. It's it is, harsh. It's rough only depending on how you say it. Harvey Gar. You can say Harvey Gar. <clears throat> I've, been in an I've been in an experiment. I still am looking for a new word. Thank you. I'll try that one on. Uh, but people may type in some, some ideas they have for you. 
I will look at those in a moment. All right. Is that for a writing project, Mark? That's for a personal project. I do have a writing project that just started this morning. Um, my experiment's been going for about four months. And uh, I've come to the point where I'm coming out of the cycle I was in. Great, great. Four months of living with my gremlin in the underworld. And um, you've mentioned that we don't have two gremlins. I suspect my gremlin lied about its name because I have two names and I suspect one is accurate and one is not, and it, it lied to me. I'm working with that. <clears throat> For your information in our research, we've been discovering that a lot of us as children, in order to be good or be to survive, took our gremlin and put it, put parts of it away or the whole thing away. So uh, the, when you put your whole gremlin away, which you did not do, you end up with a type two gremlin that's completely disempowered. And so our survival mechanism of being a nice person or a good person or following the rules is our main strategy. And our gremlin doesn't, isn't have its wisdom and power there to help us. But a lot of us have also taken just parts of our gremlin and put those parts away. And, and Chloe is, uh, we'll be delivering a gremlin reconstruction process online in the next month or something. I don't know if, if uh, anyway, if you're interested in that, please write. Is that on the, on the PM list? Sorry? Is that on the PM events channel? I, I can't tell you, but I will uh, simply put the name here. It's just the Gremlin Reconstruction. Vera, do you know about that? What she's doing? I don't know the dates, but it, they will when they're published, they will be on the calendar of events. Can you put the link for that, Vera? Mock calendar, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Because because it's possible to reconnect with and recover these parts of our gremlin that we put away for so long for really good reason, survival reasons. But the whole gremlin with all its full capability is necessary to deliver our archetypal lineage, to be of service in the world. The whole thing is necessary. So it's a, it's a healing and a transformation process to go through. It's great, it's really fabulous. We figured it out in Brazil last year when we were there. Thank you, Vera. Vera, while you're, Mike is on, you saying something? No, thank you. Phyllis, did you like to say something? Um, um, yeah, probably good for me to say something. I'm feeling sad and angry and stuck right now. And 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 this 
listening to some of the things people are saying, I'm getting some ideas on how to get unstuck. So that's encouraging. And um, I, what I know is that, or what my experiences have been recently is that I, I kind of got to the end with my brother. Um, he's, he's recovering and doing okay. He's gonna be okay. Right. But in the process, you know, in, in um, trying to create more intimacy with him, I just got to an end, you know, a flat end. I don't want to change. And um, you know, we got to this really great place of sharing how we experience each other. And, and then it was just, I'm done. That's it. This is who I am, accept it or not. And, and so I'm feeling really sad about that right now. And on, on the other end of the spectrum, I, I'm just so, I just needed to get out of the house after doing this whole healing process and I'm still doing it with my brother. And, and so I went to the coast for New Year's Eve with a friend and several grandchildren. So there were four, four kids and, uh, and I had my own room and, and the, the coast was angry. And I mean, the ocean was, I got to see, I took a walk with Calista because I went to her town and the, the ocean was just angry and, and it was so exciting to me. And I, you know, it really brought me alive. But in that process, two of the kids got into this huge fight, huge, uh, a 12 year old girl and a nine year old boy. And they're both these powerful, powerful kids who have, who are bright and who have emotional intelligence and, um, and they're 12 and nine. And, and it was so exciting or I, I became alive because I could participate in the healing of this whole blow up because I, I was able to see feelings and, um, and, and powerful energy from both of them. They're, they're so much alike. And so I got to see that. And, um, and so I just, it was just fun to come alive when I'm feeling so stuck. Mm -hmm. And so I just really need to get out of this and do some, some more of that kind of a thing. Um, there was one other thing I wanted to say that just occurred to me as I was talking. Um, oh well <laughs> Phyllis can I ask you a question yes are you I mean what you just noticed I've, I've noticed what it was it was like it's like because I and I told you for the first really 39 years of my life like the time when you knew me really most there were times when I was I was basically depressed a lot and it wasn't a huge depression but it was my, I could not be angry clearly. And so it was mixed with this sadness. And so it was this, it was this inner battle that I, I had. And, um, but then when I would help somebody else, when I would, this other stuff would come through me and that depression was just gone. I mean, the stuff was gone. So I, I kind of decided to just live my life like that. Like well, who wants a depression? And I was just wondering how you, if you are, are you doing coachings with people? Are you, cause there's so many people out there 
you guys are some elite core of edge workers who, who have been building in yourselves the capacity to truly, in, with very, very a huge amount of simplicity, but to truly help people move shift stuff in themselves that they could not shift without the distinctions. And you sense it, and you go ask this question, and what are you feeling, and are you mixing those two feelings, and you can unmix the feelings. I was just, are you, are you doing that? Are you do, are you providing that service for anybody? I'm doing it some, a little bit, not nearly enough. And part, and I mean, I my time, I've put all of this time and energy into this whole healing process with my brother, and that that's what I committed to. So I'm at a point now where I have more time, just now. And so I could do more, yes. I mean, a lot of you are getting this, but there, there's these different circles where when people understand it's possible to have an emotional healing process, they ask for it. And then, then the, the invitation is just jump in. As soon as somebody says, I need a healing, a healing process, you just jump right in and say, I'll do, it, I'll do it with you. I'll go with you on that one. And then what happens is you just get this momentum. It just builds so much inner clarity and navigating skills for yourself and other people while you're doing it. It's like learning while doing it. And what I found is that somehow echo, you know, the earth coincidence control office gives you the clients where you can deliver exactly what they need. And they won't give you these clients who you can't handle, you can't provide service for them. So I was afraid of that. I thought, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to open the chair and let people sit in it. And, but whoever sits in the chair is really like you have the keys, like the universe puts those people in the chair because you have the keys to help them go to the next room, whatever. Anyway, so it's like you can trust that, that if you if you open your door, you will get clients who are matched exactly to what you can provide. But it's just a, a go ahead. Honestly, I need to do a couple of emotional healing processes first before I, I step into that. And I will do that soon. Yeah, you just well, you want to do it right now, just get your team together to say, could would, would a couple of people do that with me? Wait, she didn't ask yet. You gotta, she has to ask, not me. Damon, that's cheating, Ingrid, not fair. You guys rescuing, she didn't ask yet. So let, let her ask. Well, my plan was to do one with, uh, I, I had a plan of the two women that I wanna do it with. And I would love another he emotional healing process from this group and have that connection. So who would like to do that with me? You have to write names down. I'll start, I'll start telling you names. You have Ingrid, Kay, Shannon. Jesus, this is not fair. Callista, <laughs> Devin, Vera, Janet, Janet, Ethna. You guys are not going to do healing process. You're going to have a party. Ethna, <laughs> did I miss Janet? I got, okay, Nicole. Oh, man. Mia. Yeah. And did I miss somebody? Mia. Oh, yeah. Mia is there. Okay. I'm getting the chills because I have not had a support system like this for quite a while. So thank you. Yay.
Okay. Welcome. Try to let it in, Phyllis, really try to let it in. Yeah. Point working on it. Devin, go ahead. There's, so there is a WhatsApp group called Process Group. We are, we are in the process of writing a little, I don't know what it is, not a manifesto, a little, a little blurb about it for people to know what they're committing to when they, when they decide they want to be in it. But for everyone here, uh, it is like a village space for emotional healing processes, uh, specifically for people who are in this group or just PM people. So now you all know. How do people get in? We will, we will post Who's the, this. Yes, yes. Who is we? I mean, okay, sure. So there's a, there are a couple of space holders, including Nicole, Ethna, Bruce, Christine, and frankly, anyone who wants to be a part of that can be a part of that, but we needed someone to start it. So that's what we have right now. Uh, Ethna is writing something up and we will post that, that is the we, we will post it to this WhatsApp group about how to join and all that stuff by probably early next week. Cool. Great. And Chloe and I last year were working in an eco village in Switzerland called Schloss Glarizeg. And the, the job we do there is clarify their context. And one of the amazing processes that you can do with groups, any kind of group, is you can tell them you, you actually have if it's a company, you have five companies. If it's a club, you have five clubs. If it's an eco-village, you have five different eco-villages. And you describe to them how it's the context of the eco-village, that, the, that the, this, the first eco-village, for example, is dedicated to avoiding responsibility. So we just, you know, leave messes, put our shoes wherever we want, you know, be late, be, take whatever food we want, you know, and we, we, um, we live at the, at the level, the context of this game world is no avoiding responsibility, which is the context of modern culture, actually. So, so how many of you would like to live or, or want to live in that game world? How many people want to live in that eco-village? And so probably not so many people will put their hand up. But then you go, okay, the second eco-village is, is a child level responsibility eco-village, you know, you complain, you blame, you, you play victim, you, you nag people, you expect people to take care of you. You want mommy, you want daddy, you want things to be free. You want, okay, this is a child level responsibility. How many people would like to be, have chosen, would you choose that as your game world? And so at this particular, in Switzerland, there was a woman who wanted to have that level of responsibility. She wanted to be taken care of. So great, thank you. And then you go through these whole levels. So the third level is adult level responsibility. So adult level responsibility is fair. And it's so what fair means is like, you make a mess, you clean it up. We have, a, we have a cost, we divide it equally among everybody and everybody pays their fair chair. Um, there's certain amount of jobs to do. You have certain amount of hours. It's in a structure. It's adult. We make agreements. We keep the agreements. It's fair. How many people want to be in an adult context at EcoVillage? And then some people put your hand up. And then you have a high level responsibility. 
So high level responsibility is a little beyond fair. It's, it's, it's uh, not so easy to describe with examples, but it's like some, some people um, make extra efforts and, and it's okay like that. It's just a little more uh, responsible than adult. How many want to live in that? And then people put their hand up and then you say, okay, we're, the, fifth, the fifth game world that you could have here is a game world of radical responsibility. Radical responsibility is not fair. It is not equally divided. It's a, it's a transformational game world. It's a magical game world. It's extraordinary game world. It's like things, things are happening because people want them to happen for no reason. It isn't about reason. And it's about you know, serving and creating dynamic opportunities and possibility and going where people don't usually go and being radically honest. And like, it's a radical, how many people want to live in that game world? And so if you do that, then you have set up, uh, you have a choice, a real choice for people to choose what, how, what part of the game world they want to be in. And the reason I'm saying this is because before you make those distinctions, people, you have, for the most part, you have a mixed context game world. For the most part, almost every place in the world is a mixed context game world and they don't know it. And then when they come together, the main conversation they have is context war. It's a war between the contexts. And it's a subtle, powerful, and that's the only thing that happens. That's as far as they get. And when they go away from a meeting in a mixed context game world, what they, the biggest complaint is, where's the community? I got no sense of togetherness of like the project. I'm not inspired. I didn't get, because it's this subtle games of power games and control. And I don't want the child part. I want the high level part. And so if you just take that distinction into any organization and, and give them a conscious choice to choose what context it could, it could at the, at, the, at the outset, it would look like it destroys the game world because there will be some people in each category. But what will happen when the dust settles is you will have a clear context for the game world and that thing will sprout, that thing will fly. So you will lose some people at both ends or if it's radical responsibility, you will lose some people below that. But when the, when the dust settles, that thing will fly. And so this is a service also that you can provide in it, to any organization. So I'm not sure exactly what inspired me to say that, but uh, it's useful stuff. Andra, how are you doing with all this? Thank you for your question, Clinton. Right now I feel quite tired. And for the past day I'm exploring my tiredness because I have some feeling there is something behind this that I'm not conscious about. And it is uh, blocking me uh, in my life. So, and also what I am, what I want to do to um, 
support myself in this transformation is start my possibility team or something like that because hmm, for me this space is too too far away from the space where i am uh, right now so it's much harder for me to connect so i want to create some my own group where i will have more space for sharing and get more in touch with other people thank you yeah having a possibility team is so important it's crucial it's your experimental laboratory for trying out things and you'll be confronted with gremlins and conflicts and power games and all the usual things. People will have fear and they'll put projections on you and you have to figure out how to navigate in a circle instead of a hierarchy. And there's so many things to learn there. So I'm really glad that you're thinking about that. I hope, I hope everybody here has a possibility team one way or another to make, you know, being not just participating in it, but being the space holder for it. So then uh, you're causing it to happen through your, through your commitment, through your own uh, journey. The, the journey that you're making includes the possibility team. Yeah. So yeah. if anybody has questions about that, there's a, the possibility team website is fantastic. And Andra is a, will have information pretty soon. What were you going to say? Yeah, that why I heard you talking, it sounds uh, like a lot of fun. I uh, feel a lot of energy inside of me and the tiredness is away. I feel a lot of life energy in it. I'm looking forward into it. Thank you. Cool. Great. I have to hear from a couple more people, Nayade and Ingrid. Nayade, what are you, what's going on? Um, I've been feeling a wait, 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 we have an agreement in this space that we do not use the American mantra, um, okay. especially as the first word. Okay, are you willing to make that agreement? Yes, I am. Okay, prove it. Thank you for asking me, Clinton. Today, here in the space, I jump in, jump in with um, fear and the fear got into anger. And then that conversation that you had with, with Leslie, I was so connected and it was amazing for me because um, I did the arm again. Because I am, I am in the same against the, well, not like Leslie, but I'm against the system and everything that is going on. And right, right now, I have a situation that happened to me that is calling my attention and my concerns. And what you said to Leslie was, it amused me. And even I cried. It was so radical. <laughs> it was so beautiful. I, I am grateful for that answer that you gave her. What, what do you remember about the answer? Can you say it? Yes. Um, you told her to get a mask, a gas mask, and like go against everything, you know, follow her intuition. And I was starting to shake my body. 
Like I needed that answer. Like, you know, like, like I feel this power inside that you have to control it because everything that is happening outside and I, I just have need, to control it. See, I, I have to control it because I have to control it. And I, I, I feel like I need a revolution. Like I need to like do something. So this Christmas and this new year for me was completely different. I didn't do any uh, ornaments or Christmas um, party. I didn't buy any Santa Claus, any gift. And I told my kids that I'm not celebrating any national holidays, that I am celebrating my own uh, achievements and their achievements. Mm. Mm. And they're little, they're four and seven, but they get it and they were fine. And the only thing that I celebrate was being close to my mom, my stepfather and my husband, making a simple dinner. We were eating like nothing, lemonade and, and stuff that we did at home. And I enjoy that and, but it was hard. It was hard cause it was a turbulent week and I've been kicking in my butt cause I am letting my kids to, to live in, you know, in a different world. Um, I was in Waldorf. My kid was in Waldorf when the, the pandemic started. And after the pandemic, they're requiring masks. And I'm like, get out of the system, no more masks. And I'm doing unschooling in my house. They're free. They're free. They're just cooking here with me. They're going out parks and I got the police in my house and I had children and family in my house because they saw my kids barefoot with, you know, shorts, my, my daughter naked from the top because we go to the beach with my community and kids are naked sometimes. And um, they saw my kids cutting coconut with knife because they know how to cook. And they were like, They were, ex they were doing exactly what they're mo being modeled. Like I do that, so they do it. They're so doing what I teach them. And um, now neighbors, you know, are concerned because my kids are like wild and different. And um, it's a scary, it's a scary in a way, but then I have so much anger because that was a decision that I made this year to take them out of the system and implement this, you know, freedom. And they know that. I told them there is no guilty. It's responsible. So you're not guilty for nothing. You're responsible. You're responsible. And it's like so much energy that is bringing right now. Mm. Because you said to Leslie to tell the story, not from the victim part. And I don't want to tell this story from my victim part. And I don't know if I am doing it. Because I want to find solutions. I want to take actions. And that's what I'm doing. 
I don't want the fear to take over me. And I told my husband, if I believe true in what I have been teaching my kids, I'm not going to stop doing that. And I'm also scared because I don't like to vaccinate and have exemption in a paper. And the police told me, are they going to school? And I'm homeschooling, homeschooling. So they're like, what is that? Yeah, yeah, it's something. Are they, you know, like everything was like, my kids are like out of the world. I just want you guys to like, let me know if I can be a witness of healing processes so I can learn how to do them. I only do like two times, Jennifer in a moment invited me to do it. And I did it for someone else and, and I got a feedback that it was amazing. And, but it was one time and then I hold space for Jennifer and expand the box recently, like three weeks ago. And, um, it was incredible for me and I did a healing process there because um, the person that asked for the healing process told Jennifer that Jennifer was the, the husband. So Jennifer was not able to do it. So I was the one doing the healing process. So I'm just saying this so I can have, you know, the universe send me the opportunities to do my own healing processes, but also to witness so I can do it more. And, you know, I love the PM and this is, this is what I'm doing for me and for my family. Thank you. Thank you. Vera, Vera and I both typed in a, a website called quitschool.org. And it's a very powerful website from us. It has tons of resources on it. And there are also tons of organizations that are of other people who are, because you can't, you can't really do this alone. You can't really do it by yourself. You need the village. But your village, so there's a village, there's sources of villages on there. So you just call them up, can find some people you can connect to and figure out a way to feel like you're not the outsider. To, you know, you get what I'm saying? Like the, what, your neighbors around you will do a witch hunt on you. Do you know what I'm talking about? A witch hunt. They will make you the witch and they will be afraid of you. And then they will call in the police or the child protection, whatever. And don't go there. Really don't go there with them. You don't have to. Just, just talk, but talk with other homeschoolers. I'm a homeschooler dad. My, my kids never went to school. They learned how to throw knives, sword fight, use bow and arrow, ride horses, use a blow gun, start fires from eight different ways without matches, you know, identify plants. And we went hiking and camping and et cetera. So there's, there's, it's totally, you're on the totally a, a right track. I mean, a track that works, but you can't do it alone. So, so also, like you said, um, you asked people here, what I heard you say is, are there, when people do a process on here, can you also be a third person included to just see how it goes? And 
you could ask that again and see if people would work that, a deal like that with you. Can you ask again? Okay. Yes, I would like to be um, a witness of, of um, emotion and healing process from for others. And I am very uh, excited about asking for emotional healing for myself. Sometimes I feel that I take so much space sometimes, but I'm going to make the decision to ask for help. More. Yeah, do the emotional healing process about taking space. Do that one. So go ahead, go ahead and ask. I want to have an emotional healing for taking space. It's anyone here can hold space for me. You you want to write down names? I'll tell you if you're ready. I, I think I'm just going to take a picture of the whole screen so I can see the hands. And there's a second page, one second. Thank you. Thank you. Great. Thank you. Thank you. Yay. Yay. You know, after we moved to France with uh, my daughters, they were eight and 11 years old. And they figured out this technique of listening to the French radio under their pillow all night long while they were sleeping. So they were speaking French in two weeks. I couldn't, they were just, and then about a month later, they said, Dad, we are French. And so they, <laughs> And one time my older daughter, Amethyst, she wanted to, she, her, her, she had friends, they loved horses, they, they were doing horses. And so they basically saved our ashram project because they had good relations with the neighbors through the horses. And they, um, one time when my daughter was 13, I think she said, dad, I wanna go to school. I say, okay, why? And she said, well, I just want to see what it's like. I've never at school before. I just want to see. And my friends go there. So, And so she went to school. She got on the bus. Three months later, she goes, Dad, I want to stop school. I said, well, why is that? And she said, well, I go to school and I see these kids and they're really lost. They're, they don't know what they want to be or what they are. So when I'm at school, I'm like them. I don't have time for my life. So I'm gonna quit school because I want time for my life. So, so, so she quit. And so both of both daughters went to this Ecole Nationale d'Equitation, which is, is like this university. They had totally homeschooled, you know, and, and then we did a GED test, which is like the test for your education. They both passed that test and then they went into this university and they just flew through the university. I mean, cause they really wanted to be there. They really wanted to be there. They knew exactly what they wanted to learn. And now they're both happily married in France. They have kids. I have five grandchildren. So this whole homeschooling thing is really works. And we were connected in with the homeschooling associations, different groups of people who would do that. And we had community around us in France. And so you really need community and, and homeschooling 
people around you. So just look at those resources, call people up and do that, okay? Okay, great, thank you. Well, this is an incredible study group this time. Ingrid, come on, at least you have, you have what looks like bookshelves behind you. I know it's music or something like that, but Ingrid, what's going on in the Ingrid world? You're okay. muted. Okay. Can't hear you. No? Oh. Now we hear you. No. Okay. Um, yeah, my, my daily life world is a world, uh, yeah, where possibility management or other types of personal development uh, is not a daily matter. And this, I think, yeah, for, for me, uh, I had some something like a secret life at the time and uh, was living, uh, yeah, the possibility management or, or other stuff. And for me, the new year is about um, yeah, not hiding anymore the other to, 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 to be seen and to live with the consequences and to, to, to really to reduce my here and now so that um so that yeah the 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 bright principles or the 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 forces of nature can can let can can show me how to react and uh yeah can 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 work through me and uh i'm absolutely willing to live with the consequences when you say say sometimes that yeah, you will leave some friends. You will, yeah, you will lose some friends, and other you will win. Yes, this is the year for me. Ingrid, do you have a buddy for that? Because this is big stuff. Do you have a two or three people who can be with you through that? Yeah, uh, the decontamination group, and also. Uh, uh, even if I'm not so visible in, in the WhatsApp group, but I, I have really regular uh, meetings with people from this group here to, uh, to, to get support. Great. And I feel really very, I'm very grateful for that. Thank you. Okay. Cool. Thank you. Nicole, what about you? I chose my bright principles this weekend. I am clarity, inspiration, and love. And my possibility team for the last, for four weeks was a work talk that I gave. I gave four, I've given three out of four different work talks on each of my possibility teams. 
And I'm noticing my circle growing. I'm inviting any one of you to come and live with me in Calgary, Canada. And if you're too slow, you might miss me. I want to do some experiments in becoming money soon. So I heard Dor talk about that and that's come up a few times. And so who here wants to be on a becoming money team? You get that? Right. I saw four hands, five now, Jonathan. And Annie, Jonathan, Annie, Nayada, Christina, and Dor, and Mark, and Shannon, and Kalista. Jesus, we're gonna have. You, gotta, right. you need to get it. This is relocating your point of origin. Yeah. It's really about that. And so, I what? I suggest we'll invite to the meeting someone that did already been through that and had experience in that. Yeah, I would encourage you to invite several different people. You know, the people who have retired when they were in their 20s or 30s, those are the people you want to, to get in there. Thank you. Mm. Yeah. Thank you for asking. You're welcome. Annie, you, you jumped in. I didn't see you before. Welcome. What? So we're not. This is not a Happy New Year check-in. This is like. This is about the next bridge. Like, what's your bridge? What's your? Where's the edge? So you, you can you share something? Yes. Yes. I'm wearing a happy face because otherwise I'm cry. And I'm right now in public in 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 a parking lot. Yeah. Um my my edge right now is is realizing uh Yeah, um that that I may well have been experiencing you know a a youthful pattern of uh you know childhood uh post traumatic stress kind of thing and and i'm and 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 then just tons and tons of grief is washing through me and that's what i'm processing now um i'm really happy because i i I'm confident that within the next year, this can be handled. And uh, I, I have myself like some, the structures of some really wonderful teams. I've, I've had some backslides with my personal, um, well, one of the in ineffective coping mechanisms is eating non-functional food. And, and my body's been you know, doing that, that thing, I know gremlin, I don't know, I'm, I'm signed up for, for the gremlin thing for January. And, uh, and, but I, I've been eating the, such the food that, that many, not many, some 
significant um, uh, like not remembering words is one. Um, conditions and symptoms have, have are returning, like my hands hurting, that that I had had reversed that and now it's back. My my blood sugar level is 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 uh, returning to unhealthy level. So the I'm I'm in a place where remaining where I am is is untenable. And I'm I'm gathering my my crowds and my my people uh, for support, and I'm looking for how I can uh, uh, hold a a constant uh, uh, pattern of and and my my concept is is pick up uh, emotional healing practice you know uh, processes so that there's a, a a heartbeat of a time where people can just show up and know that that. Uh, EMPs are happening and then we'll figure out what to do at that time uh, with Zoom and uh, I, I'm confident that that uh, the that and, and, and only people who have some experience uh, this might be a, a place where Naere might uh, come and people might allow allow observation and learning but it's um, a little bit anarchic. Nayade. I have confidence. Huh? I'm just talking yes. to Nayade. Did you get that? Did you get your invitation? She just invited you, Nayade. You got that? Okay, good. Yeah, Annie, let me let me say something. We only have a couple minutes left. Sure. What what I'm what I see in myself and others is that trying to heal is noble, has this nobility part of it, this dignity, recovering your dignity and getting your nobility back. This is, it has that. And, but, but a key, there's a key in there. And the key is, what are you? And so it's kind of like, it's like, it's kind of like what, Habet said at the beginning, she has a baby in her belly and it is a completely different other being from her. So in, it's a similar sort of thing. You, you have a being in there and you've been identified. We've all been identified with our survival strategy to make it into adulthood, to get through school, to do the thing with whatever caretaker people were around us, to get through that that's what we had to identify with at first. But there's this baby in us, this being, this thing, this, this potential to unfold this thing. And if you know what that is, you can call it forth with more effectiveness. You can call it forth with more power. You can feed it what it needs. You know, you can yeah. do all the healing you want and you'll just end up with being an adult woman, which is amazing. And it's not really what you are. So what are you? A uh, lighthouse calling forth the people who, who are, are ready to, to make their own transformations as, as I do also. Have you used that word before? No. 
So this is not a description. This isn't. This is a title. It's a job. It's a job title. So it is no description. Lighthouse could be it. And if it is lighthouse, then that's it. Then you work at becoming a lighthouse. What is a see? I'm a mimetic engineer. I'm a transformational circle alchemist, and I have to feed myself mimetic engineering food and transformational circle alchemy food. And if I don't get that food, I'm starving. And if I don't develop those muscles, I'm weak. And if I don't, if I don't do that job, I am unfulfilled. And so, and the healing of course needs to happen, but the healing in a way it's totally amplified. The healing is amplified when you're through letting your like like calling out like standing in the thing that you are and i get you as a lighthouse i get that and a beacon a lighthouse you know it's a warning and an invitation you know it's like here's here's the safe path here's the rocks okay so there's a bunch of skills in there to to do that job there's a bunch of them i don't think you've been focusing on that I think you've been focusing on healing or trying to be healed, but it's not stable because you're not going to the way you really need to go to. Get that? So, so get your team to focus on that with you also. So it's a, a beacon and a warning, but also a, uh, um, a stand so that people uh, to, to navigate their own path. Exactly. Yeah? Exactly. And so, works. yeah, in my beat books, that's the first thing I write on the inside. I am a mimetic engineer. I write the thing. And over the years, it slowly evolves. So, but I write it right there. Every time I open my beat book, it's, it's like, there's my, you know, that's what I am. And people ask is that me, the, what? Is that the archetypal, is, is that the archetypal lineage? It's related. It's related. In your case, it's related. It's on the path for that. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. But you get the importance of that in addition to all this healing technology. Because you could get completely healed. And when, when, there's, when you're not doing your job, it's just boring. And you just, your gremlin gets a hold of the old food again. Your gremlin needs to be on the new diet. And the new diet is lighthouse diet. It's beacon diet, totally different diet. And that will feed your gremlin unbelievably. And then it won't need the crap. I can't be a proper lighthouse uh, uh, unless I, uh, yeah. Well, I can be a much better lighthouse after I have uh, healed the uh, neurological hiccups that I've, that I've discovered. So that would be an interesting healing process. I cannot be a proper lighthouse because and go do that uh, right I, I i switched it I, I i'm a much better lighthouse when i i as i heal the the neurological hiccups this is not positive thinking class this is do the work i said do the emotional healing process for i cannot be a proper lighthouse because i would write that one down if i were you yes i will do that
There's one of those wild childs with Nayada. Hello. Thank you for saying hello to us. Hello. Hi. <laughs> mm, you are online. <laughs> yeah. Um, we have about two minutes. Tatiana, you're asking an amazing question. And, and you can use group intelligence for that. So it's great to have your possibility team. Tatiana, do you have a possibility team? Yeah, put that on the table more than one time. Help each other find out what, what, what you are, what other people are. You know, it's, it's, people have words, people have perspectives. They have a different perspective and they can help you name what you are. If you don't have a name for it, you, will, you won't have a map. You don't have the to trigger and the, and the name will evolve. It doesn't so much matter. You get one, it feels resonant. Like the one with Annie was totally resonant. The lighthouse was totally resonant. And get with your possibility team and work on that. So, and when you introduce, you know, people said, hello, my name is John, you know, and you say, hi, I'm, I'm Tatiana and I'm a, I'm a, a space subjugator. I, I don't know what, you, what you're gonna do. But um, use the words in your daily life when you introduce yourself. Sign your name with it. Put it under your emails or messages. Like start to let it come alive in you. And pretty soon your identity will shift from your pains and illnesses and your name, your regular ordinary name. It will shift into what you are. You will, you will have that. So does that help with your possibility team? Get to do that with each other. Yeah, it's not possible to find out for oneself, I guess. Not so easy. It's, it's like looking in a, like I can't, I can't look in my, I can't see what I look like right now, except through the video or a mirror. I need something else to see how I show up, what I'm creating, what the results are. And the results don't lie. So use the results for your mirror and that will help you. Yeah, thank you. Cool. Great. Well, thank you all for, t for now. Thank you for this time. Thank I you. Thank you. With you so thank you. Fully today. So thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. I'd like to say that, well, I loved this time with everyone and I got a lot out of it. I also really love reading the book and having discussions. So I hope, I'm hoping that we can split our time and do half and half. Thank you. Hey, Phyllis. Yeah. What, what page are we on anyway? Do you know? No, <laughs> I think it's somewhere uh, just, ab just above a hundred. That's what I thought too, but I, I was getting stuck. So anybody remembers this? Yes, 112, 113. Thank you. Yes. Thanks a lot. Okay, you guys. Bye-bye.